coming to you from northern Illinois, in a guest room full of Blu-rays and toys, your podcast hosts who bring the noise to grown men who are truly just grown boys. So crank up the volume, have no fear, when Tom and Braden ask, what are we even doing here, Gertner? Yeah, wow, that was uh, <laughs> that was incredible. A now very that you've done G, that. A very G-rated. This uh, is a professional. Joel, Joel Gertner. That's very true. Yes. That's very true. You did not say anything about Licky on the Clitty. It's a family show. Mm. Well, it was. <laughs> so, now that you've done that, this is a professional <laughs> podcast. Correct. So, now let me take this time to... A procast, if you will. Turn this from omnidirectional, so we stop picking up everything else. Because oh, okay. I had it set there still from do way I need had to do it again? Way too... No. Well, we're, we're well... You know, we're good. <laughs> let me set it to bi-directional. Yes. So that it can pick... Ooh, that instantly sounds way better. But anyway, so... Um, yeah, we're good now. <laughs> okay, sounds great. So I don't need to do it again. No, you do not. Okay. Uh, but I need to do it again. Well, no. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today on to this podcast. <laughs> to marry someone? What is that? Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today. <laughs> we have gathered here today. In case of emergency, your seat cushion can be used as a flotation device. Uh, <laughs> what is going on? Um, we're here today to talk about a pay-per-view event that the World Wrestling Federation put on from the year of our Lord, 1997, called Canadian Stampede. Mm. And I'm very excited to get to it. But oh my. before we do that, we th- this pre-show promo has gone on long enough. <laughs> Who are we? Ian Rotten? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first Let's, time we've made that joke. No, yeah. Let's ring that opening bell. <laughs> Perfect. Now, in an effort to avoid... <laughs> Brayden is only now realizing what I'm holding in my hand. In an effort to avoid the tried and true, I gotta leave here to get a beer, uh, you got a vamp moment, I'm holding what I call a silo. <laughs> uh, now most, in my mind, this is this is my thing. Beer comes in bottles or cans, okay? Mm-hmm. 12 ounces. Pints are, are 16, those aluminum bottles. Tall boys are 16 ounce cans. What I have here is the silo, mm-hmm. and that's what I refer to them as, and that's what they should be referred to as. This is a 24 ounces. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is literally, you're giving me penis envy over here, man. <laughs> you're twice the size as my can. And I should be. Um, <laughs> I I think it's funny that pe- there are people I've met that think that these are tall boys, and I'm like, no, no, no. Whenever I say, oh, I, I drank like 10 or 12 tall boys, trust me, it, it is not these. Yeah. That that is a lot of beer. I recognize uh, the distinction. Thank you. So, uh, are we ready to get on this undercard? Uh yeah, I actually made a few notes. So like it's been a while since we recorded one of these. Correct. Uh so I've actually seen a good amount of wrestling and one of the ones that I have seen and I think that maybe we can discuss. I'm not sure if you've seen it or not. For the first time, I was able to watch an AEW pay per view start to finish. I have not seen this. I've okay. only seen the ending. <laughs> right. So that's the main thing that I want to get to. First impressions are, are real important, and that's my first impression of that show. It, and, and frankly, here's the thing. So, like, I I got off work early. I was excited to hear about the show and was like, oh, shit, I'm out in time. You know what? 
I will throw down my 50 American dollars. Let's do this. <laughs> Correct. And I, I I know that sounds like I'm really like biased towards AEW because I talk about it a lot on this podcast, but it's like I don't watch SmackDown because it's Friday night and I got better shit to do. Yeah. Um, I don't watch a lot of Raw because I don't like it and I'm usually at work. So this is kind of just, you know, schedule-wise plus, you know, whatever. But I'll say this. The AEW pay-per-view revolution. I really, really like the show. There was some great fucking matches on there. Just good quality shit. Such good shit. Give Give it to me. Such good shit. Very good. Brat heart. <laughs> I don't know. But the problem is, obviously, that it's only going to be remembered for that ending. And uh, a, a, a bad ending can ruin a fantastic movie. I, I completely agree. A, a good ending can save a bad movie. Yeah. But it, it's a thing that I started thinking about where I was like, you know, like, now, should we make fun of this Absolutely. <laughs> like, at, like yeah. there's no, like, there's been some great memes, some great video clips, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. should we poke fun at this? Why the fuck not? But, the thing that I started thinking about was, is this the worst ending to a pay-per-view? And part of me is like, yeah, maybe. And then the other part of me is like, no, maybe it's not because... Does anyone else remember when The Undertaker buried Paul Bearer in concrete? I do vaguely remember this. That was the end of a pay-per-view. <laughs> the Undertaker had a handicap match against the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. And if the Dudleys won, they were going to bury Paul Bearer, who was in like a glass phone booth thing in mm-hmm. concrete. And The Undertaker won. And then, and and then, then just still buried. did it anyways. Yeah. And then when you've learned about, like, okay, the the setup was there live in the building, but then when they actually, like, pulled the lever or whatever, nothing happened. It just cut to a video of it for the live crowd. So they're looking at an empty box and nothing happening while on the screen, 15 feet from the box, is Paul Bearer in the box going, oh, no, or whatever. Uh, exactly. Oh can, it's my not a visual God. medium, but guys, whatever you're picturing Braden's face, that's what it was. Like <sighs> hashtag Tom face. Now it, now here's the thing. <laughs> that's what Even I just, just did. me visually describing that to you, is that on par with the end of the revolution pay per view? Like at least it wasn't the live crowd looking at the ring not blow up and they just played a <laughs> clip of like an atomic bomb test over the like, screen. <laughs> like like, uh, so they're doing the, the three, two, one, lights cut out, and it just cuts to, like, that stock footage of, like, the nuke going off yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it, it's, the, it's, the, it's the Hindenburg. And you, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not Three, two, one, two, uh, Kingston dives onto Moxley's body, and then it's just the Hindenburg, but it's just Shivani saying, oh, the humanity! Like, <laughs> and again, this is not me defending it, because I can't, and, uh, I won't, and I don't want to. Uh, it's funny or not to, but correct. It's just a thing where I'm like, does it suck? Yeah, honestly, it sucks for everyone on that show because everyone it, on that show worked really fucking hard, except and for Ray no- Phoenix, <laughs> and nobody is going to give a fuck. Yeah, about any of it, like, mm-hmm. but you know, 
shit, man. It happens. Like, so be it. Um, I've got one more thing on the undercard unless you've got one. Go ahead. I mean, I have a, a few things. Oh, to, by to all means. I'm sorry. Go, go for it. Um, first of all, I watched a... Uh, I watched the Big Show episode of the Broken Skull Sessions. Mm-hmm. I love the Big Show, so I thought, you know what, why not? I love the Broken Skull Sessions, and revisiting this one with the uh, the Big Show, I'm going to have to rewatch the rest of them, because I've only ever seen the Goldberg one and both the Undertaker ones. And I I got I got to start watching, because there's For so sure. much good stuff on it. I, I love I, it. I've seen the, the Big Show, and I remember very much enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Taker his, ones were great. His, uh, before the Broken Skull Sessions, there was the Stone Cold podcast on the WWE Same thing, network. only different, right. The episode with the Big Show there, too, is mm-hmm. another great one. I guess I just love the Big Show. That, uh, that show, the podcast, whatever, the one with Vince. Yeah. It is absolutely fantastic, especially mm-hmm. when they get to a point of, like, they're running out of, quote, time, and Vince just says... I own this network, so we're going to give this another, like, ten minutes. And they legit just keep going. I'm yeah. like, that's, say what you will about the man, that's one of the most baller things I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Like, yeah. Imagine amazing. being like, oh, we're running out of, t- well, we're not anymore. We're right. not running out of time anymore. Um, So, that is all of the wrestling things I've seen. I do have a few things to go through that I would like to go through if, you, if yeah, there's nothing means, else. Take us, so take first us on a journey. of all... I looked up our stats for our podcast, sort of thing. Okay, how many people are listening? Is it ten? So it's eight people, <laughs> isn't it? You're telling me it's six. <laughs> There's four people listening to this show. Two of them are in the room right now, aren't they? It's us. It's only us. It's only us. The ultimate in vanity projects. Okay. So do uh, you listen to the show, or is it just me listening twice? Well, it's just you listening twice. Son of a bitch. Okay, so now that we've gone through that. No, okay. Um, so I looked it up. Uh, I believe this is... Oh, yeah, this is definitely Spotify. So Spotify, we have 900 starts. So <laughs> of all the episodes, 900 have been started. Okay. 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 That is, I don't know what that exactly means. 700 streams. Okay. So I'm not exactly sure if that means, like... That's all the way through listening. I choose to believe those 200 then that were started but not streamed all the way through, those 200, they got to the conversation about us clipping nails and they were like, enough of this, and they <laughs> shut it off, and they, they're not coming back. That's good, yeah. Using the Spotify analytics, they, they tell us we have 52 listeners, which okay. is a lot more than I thought we were going to have. Um, so... The Apple podcast. I, I will say that I do occasionally get messages from people who enjoy the podcast, one of them again being Jason Klein, who listened to our most recent episode about um, uh, ECW Guilty as Charged 2001, and Jason Klein being a big ECW fan, <laughs> the message just said, listen to the new episode, I want to smack the shit out of everyone in that room not named Tom. Uh, <laughs> Why? Because we, we hate bad wrestling? Oh, man, you're not helping your cause. Oh, I but know anyways, it. I know it. I'm, I'm sorry, go on, go on. Magnet. So, the, um, the tabs that they have for information for Apple Podcasts is even more vague. <laughs> we have 13 devices. Is that what that says? Yeah, 13 devices. Okay. So, apparently... One person is listening on 13 different devices. I don't sure. know, I guess. 
Um, total time listened, 97 hours. Imagine. <laughs> That's just one guy. Um, seven and a half hours time per device. So that's kind of nifty. Okay. All right. So we're, we're doing pretty good. We're up. We're up in all of these categories. I mean, that's... as far as that's giving me. So I looked it up for Google Podcasts because I once again forgot that we also are on Google Podcasts. God, we're such we professionals. Have two plays <laughs> on Google Podcasts because okay. no one uses it. And right. you know what I found out interesting? Where those Berna. people live. Berna. So, <laughs> Berna showed me his phone, oh, and he was like, hey, look, I was listening to the podcast. He uses Google Podcasts. So I'm sure means... he is our only <laughs> Google Podcast I've... listener ever. Okay, I have never heard of anyone using Google Podcasts. <laughs> me neither. Until this exact moment, which means <laughs> that Berna is the only person in the Western Hemisphere who both uses Google Podcasts and enjoys the movie The Phantom. <laughs> and the the Venn diagram of people who enjoy the Phantom and use Google Podcasts is just a perfect circle labeled Berna. Uh, <laughs> All I do is Berna thirteen. God. So um yeah, I thought that was at least interesting. I mean, it is. Um, are we doing good? Is that what that means? I think I think we are. Okay. Uh, as far as Apple goes, we're doing great because cool. we're up forty four percent in, what in devices. Up. 500% in time listened and up 350% time per devices, I think is okay. what it said. Uh, one of my favorite things to do, even though I, I truly do not give a shit what type of phone a person has, is whenever somebody... I literally did this earlier today. Uh, <laughs> somebody's like, hey, does anyone in here have an Android charger? I go, oh no, I'm not poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's sorry. fantastic. Um... So I have a work update. Oh, go for it, and then I'm I, I'm I'm gonna. This is a long rage. undercard, and I'm okay with it. That's fine. We have a new part timer in the flooring department. So Ooh. your your work schedule has gone from ninety to sixty hours a week. <laughs> not yet. Uh, we still have to train him before I sure. can not be there. Um, he is. Uh, I I recognized him instantly as soon as he clocked in because uh, he was an avid Dreamwave watcher. So we gotcha. instantly had that point of connection. Sure. Um, I told him who my trainer was. He was like, "Dude, that's sick." <laughs> you know. So um, he thinks that Matt Cage is cool. I told him my my trainer was Matt oh, Cage. Oh, he's wrong. Um, oh. So I told. No, I'm kidding. This I told is him a betrayal. Was, <laughs> I told. <laughs> I told him uh, that you were my trainer. Anyway, yeah. so point being. Hopefully, at some point, I can sleep. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Uh, uh, I I, I want to say something about my job. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like my job. Okay. <laughs> I, I genuinely do. But I am surrounded on all fronts. Not just, like, laterally. Sometimes, like, from above and even below by idiots <laughs> and by... Moronic adults <laughs> and baby people who, who who are only legally adults because of their physical age. Okay. And when I was a kid, the joke was the guy who works at the mail, or I'm sorry, the the excuse me, the mailman, the postal service, the postal worker who goes crazy, right, and and mm -hmm. shoots up a bunch of people. I think it was based on something I can't remember. 
but that's where the phrase going postal came from, which was popular in the 90s, where it just basically mm. meant you snap and you kill a bunch of people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. And days like today are days where I'm like, you know what? He may have been in the right. Uh, because mm-hmm. my job is cartoonishly easy. And one of the hardest parts of it is, brace yourself, attending work when you are scheduled to work. (laughs) That is the hurdle that you have to jump at my job. And after that, you... you, you... Guys, I'm not going to lie. I don't do much. (laughs) And I, I work with other people who are on the same level as me. And all I need you... All I need them to do is just be there. <laughs> just and, clock in. And it's like, I I can understand if you are a parent. I understand that there's times where shit happens. I have been late. I've had things happen. I get it. But when your only excuse is just, oh, I was doing a thing. Fuck your thing. <laughs> and fuck you. Like, you... <laughs> like... I'm sorry, no. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your thing and and fuck you. And honestly, you're lucky because every day, like, I have this rule, and every day that I have to go through bullshit like this, I tighten that rule a little bit more, but you're an exception to it. I don't want to speak to anyone under 25. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie, by the end of this year, guys, it's probably going to go up to 30. (laughs) And I'm going to have a few, like, like, I'm going to give, like, passes like physical <laughs> cards that i need my friends that are less than 30 to carry like a like a bathroom pass like the like the the comical board that they would have on a chain yeah 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 absolutely just like nope i'm good like hold it up in the air like i got to go shit so just conveniently out of pocket size uh-huh. so you yeah. have to carry yeah. it just so that everyone knows you're going to the bathroom uh anyways my only other wrestling-related thing is, um, I wish I could tell you what led me to this, and I, I don't have a clue. I started watching <laughs> Great Balls of Fire. Why in the... F- I thought I was prepared for your answer. You weren't. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, I remember being stoked for Joe versus Lesnar. Oh, okay. Uh, so I turned it on and was like, I have no memory of this at all. <laughs> Like, like, none. Uh, the opener is uh, Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins. And I was like, I don't remember this happening at, at any point or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Solid match. Bray actually went over, which blew the Whoa. fuck out of my brain. And, yeah, it was it was good. Good. It's just one of those weird pay-per-views that I'm like, we're not ever going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fair enough. How was? Did you finish the show? No, I watched that and I watched the uh, the video package actually and the promo for uh, Big Cass versus Enzo, which I was also like, "What the fuck? I don't remember this either." And it's a thing where, and I'm not saying this to defend the man at all by any stretch. It really sucks that Enzo turned out to be a piece of shit because he was so good on the mic and his promo on this particular show is like god tier mic work fair enough and yeah. i already like even back then i was like yeah he's he's not good in the ring he doesn't need to be 
Like, I thought he was going to be, like, this generation's road dog. Okay, yeah. And as long as he doesn't fuck people in the ass in the, in front of 80,000 people. And maybe he did. Um, Yeesh. Well, there weren't that many people. But, like, also, I'm genuinely not clear what the accusation is against him are. So Me neither. Me neither. I was just making a joke but, about how Road Dog's finish is awful. Uh, pump handle drop. Well, yeah, even the move hook, is... Hook is, the is, pump handle, feign anal sex... That that's that's what makes me hate it. The okay. move itself by itself pump I'm fine with it. It's nothing super exciting, but I can it's cool. As a kid I hated it because he did that move at the same time that Test was doing the pump handle like over the shoulder slam. Yeah. And I was kind of like, "Wow. You guys are on the same show. His move has the exact same setup and is like 50 times better." Yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, the feigning <laughs> anal sex is what makes me hate that move. Yes, 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 of course. <laughs> uh, shall we get on to the main topic? The main event, if you will. I believe so. Can you look at the time? How far are we in already? Oh, Jesus. Uh, 21 minutes. I think this is our longest opening, uh, or undercard. Could be. And we, for the most part, talked about wrestling stuff. Interesting. I've watched some movies recently, if you want to keep padding this. Well, I mean... We got another episode to record. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, um, so I think it's time to I, I could almost tie it into wrestling. Okay. I'm actually interested now. So I watched a movie from 1973 called Willard mm-hmm. uh, about a man with a strong, almost telekinetic, or tele, not kinetic because that's moving shit with your mind. Telepathic. telepathic. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Uh, bond with the rats. That live in his house. Okay, so you said rats, and you're tying it to wrestling. I'm That's scared. not the route that I'm, I'm actually going. Okay, okay, good. Uh, it's okay, about good. a man and his rats versus the people at his job and the life that has oppressed him. Mm, okay. Now, because of this, and because I may have been several cans deep, I thought, I feel like this movie was remade. I kind of re- remember this, and it was, starring Crispin Glover as the titular Willard uh, from 2000 and something. So I may have drunkenly ordered it off of Amazon and then watched it when it came in. Mm. Movie benefits greatly from the better special effects because the the original, there's shit at the end where it's like, oh god, the rats are attacking, but you can tell they're like plush rats being thrown at somebody from a person <laughs> off camera. Yeah. And then the remake, they have like CGI, and it's actually like pretty effective movie. I actually really did enjoy it. So oh. yeah. Check that out. Uh, <laughs> so are we ready to get to this main event? Yes. <laughs> Yo, why don't you, because this is your pick. Uh, okay, so Canadian Stampede is a pay-per-view that I'd always heard about for basically this electric crowd that is in attendance for it, and it's one that I had never seen. This is in that the tail end of that pocket where I was not watching wrestling when I was mm, a kid. Okay. I didn't get back into wrestling until post-Montreal Screwjob, like early 90. Um, nine, I think, because we talked about it. It was like right around St. Valentine's Day Massacre. It was right when I got in. Mm-hmm. So, timeline-wise, this is the summer of 97, so we're we're a few months away from the Montreal Screwjob, which I think, if you look at it from that point of view, is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and we're during the peak of what most people would consider Bret Hart's best run, which even I myself would say, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But basically, I picked this because I'd always heard the show was incredible. I'd always heard the crowd was crazy. 
I'd heard all these like great legends about how it's so loud that it shook the camera, which is legit. Uh, happened several times during the show. Uh, yeah, that was it. And so I'm gonna start this off by saying I feel like there's gonna be some heat here mm-hmm. between us, and I'm just gonna leave it at that for now. Now there is, and you you mentioned something when we were discussing this show. I okay, but this was before I watched the show. Let me be fair here. Uh-huh. That being said, my sentiments have not changed since watching the show. Oh, okay, okay. Do you <laughs> hang on? I'm I'm sorry. I know you're wearing the headphones. Do you hear that? Hmm. What? Oh, okay. Is that the bus coming? That? Oh, that's the bus coming. <laughs> and I'm about to throw you the fuck under. That it, my was friend. the most incredible bus horn I've ever heard. It, it's very. It's accurate. rapidly approaching. You know what's also weird is I watched the movie Speed last night, tying it into the bus thing. Damn. Um, you watch a lot of movies. Don't I you? do. Um, I'm not a big so. movie guy. Personally, speed speed is an, a masterpiece of the action genre. I have seen about thirty five minutes that I know of for sure of that movie. I mean, I, I can't even knock that because I think it was I think it was on like TV or something like, uh, yeah, at yeah. my dad's house or something like that, and I just have like, to catch it. Like uh, to me, when you talk about an action movie, like just what's a classic action movie? Dude, top five. It, it's so good. Anyways, okay, so the bus you- is still. Throwing you under the bus. The bus is approaching at over 50 miles an hour, as that is the setup for the movie. Speed. (laughs) Throwing you under. This fucking guy knocked the 90s as a whole. The whole decade. For wrestling, yes. You, 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 you're an insane person. You only say that because you weren't alive during it. There were three major companies. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. I gotta... I'm not going to pace. Not yet. You, you have to. You have to backtrack a thousand and four miles first. I'm going to the first half of the '90s. I will not. I cannot defend because it was a down period for wrestling as a whole. WWF wasn't putting out good stuff. WCW wasn't putting out good stuff. ECW was starting and not even by ECW standards like good yet. So it, it was just a down period for everybody. However, the back half of the 90s, arguably the greatest point in the history of wrestling. The Attitude Era was was absolute dude, that that was a time when it was actually socially acceptable and cool to be a wrestling fan. I hear you, but I don't know, man. There I were just, three I just, three major companies and, and guys two of jumping them fucking sucked. I'll say it, ECW and WCW sucked. I don't want to fight right now about that. <laughs> My point being, you had three major companies, and guys would jump back and forth all the time. Like, okay, now, I can imagine that being and you exciting. Di- and you didn't know. Yeah. Like, Sid Vicious showed up in ECW. Yeah, I mean, I can see where the excitement comes, but... Uh, and it's like, like, okay, people like now... Somebody, okay, like Christian just jumps to AEW, right? How wild is that for a second? Can it is. Just, that's insane. Right. And you didn't see it coming, did you? No. Neither did I. And still people are like, oh, yeah, but, you know, he's old and this, that, and the other. He was a mid-card guy. It's like, dude, back then nobody gave a shit. Like, you had guys jump from one place to another, and it was like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, it was cool. Like, oh, God, Brian Pillman went back to the WWF. Or, you know, crazy, wild, awesome. Like, Bret Hart jumping to WCW was, like, the biggest thing. Like, Mm mm-hmm. It's I just, see a, that. I don't know. It's just a thing where it's like it's so hard to describe if you weren't there, but like at that time it was like, 
you know, plus all these companies had like an identity, you know, like each yeah. one of them was their own, God, I hate the phrase, their own brand. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and they were viewed that way by wrestling fans. Like WCW was viewed as the heel. Okay. Even for people who liked it, they were like, it was like in baseball if you signed with the Yankees. Because it was just like, oh yeah, you're just going to go get paid a bunch of money and not do anything. That was what joining WCW meant. And going to the WWF was like, yeah, that's what we want. That's cool. And then going to ECW, it was like, oh, that guy's got problems. Like, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's insane, you know. Um, anyways. Well, yeah. I'm getting up from the bus crash. Good. And my mind has not changed. So, we're going <laughs> to... I'll... We'll see. We'll see. But, uh... I just I just wanted to throw that out there first, okay. Because I didn't want there to be, um, like unknown. I just wanted the heat to be out there, right? Right. Like, let it simmer. Let's squash it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. If, well, maybe. So anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm starting to be concerned about what your take on this show is going to be. It's all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let me start with cute name Canadian Stampede. We're in Canada, um, I think we're in Calgary. I didn't think yeah. that much. Okay. Yeah. This is where Stu Hart's promotion, Stampede Wrestling, ran. Mm-hmm. Great legendary promotion, especially for Canadian wrestling. That's right, over there on the map. The map that I got you for your birthday that you haven't hung up yet? <laughs> I have delegated that to my secretary, and she's been slacking. <laughs> um, anyways... Uh, I, I actually enjoyed that. I thought that was a good, like... Yeah. You know, I didn't. I actually didn't know about that until right now. Oh, really? Yeah. No, so. um, if you ever get the chance to watch any old Stampede Wrestling, check it out, because it's, it's one of those things where, like, at the time, they would occasionally do shit that was pretty innovative. The What is considered to be the first ever ladder match was in Stampede Wrestling. Hmm. And, so and, and it wasn't, it wasn't, tells you. It wasn't what you think. Okay. Because it was, like... A wooden ladder that that didn't fold out; it just leaned up against a, a wall, and then the the prize was a bag of money at the top. So you'd basically okay. fight and then get to that ladder and then climb up that. Which that's kind of insane. And because yeah. back then they didn't give a shit about like safety or anything, it's legitimately like an eighteen foot ladder. Like it's terrifying. It looks oh like it's made out of broomsticks. God. Yeesh. Yeah. Um. Great so, video package, though. Yeah, I. I it always, yep. always a good video package. Um, there was a shot of the Heart Foundation beating someone up in the corner, mm-hmm. and I couldn't exactly see whether or not if it was British Bulldog or not. He was throwing what I'm going to call like the Santino Morella Cobra punches. <laughs> And I was genuinely offended. Snake bite. The Snake punches bite. were so... God. Genuinely offended that someone that jacked could throw a punch of that shit. Yeah. It, it, but not, anyway, so... Not great. <laughs> uh, I, I, one of my notes here says, this was Brett's peak. Mm. Like, my, my own opinions on the man aside... <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can be fair enough and say that, like, this run in 97 was his, his top tier. Mm-hmm. Um, my next note, because it's always weird to me whenever I watch wrestling from this area where Vince is on commentary. Yeah. Um, my next note here just says Vince sounds unwell physically and mentally. 
I love Vince on commentary. I don't know why, I just do. Um, so, this opening match, uh, Triple H and uh, Mankind. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have, like, a few things that are like, what a bizarre character, because we talked about this before on the show, like, the arc, the character trajectory. Yeah, yeah. Triple H is one that kind of slipped under the radar. I think, I think. yeah, because I totally, I totally agree with you. Because I literally have a note here that says, weird time to see Triple H. Yeah, the long tights, the O Fortuna entrance music. Yeah. He's slowly transitioning from Connecticut Blue Blood to DX. Yeah, it's... Triple H, a... like, he's kind of a badass here. He has China. Like, yeah. it, it's it's a odd time. Um, I liked Mankind's theme. The the dark and very sinister music here. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is on man- mankind's hand? Is he an archer? Because he has like the little. It's a glove for the mandible claw. Okay, because <laughs> it looks like one of those things that like an archer would have. Right, it's the cover of the two fingers that he rams down your fucking gullet. Well, I like it better when it's a sock. <laughs> uh, have I told you the Bill Watts thing about the idea of the mandible claw? I don't believe so. So Foldy wanted. To use the mandible claw as a finish when he, when he was in WCW. Mm-hmm. And Bill Watts at the time was the booker, and he was very big on, like, it's got to make sense, you know, logic, this, that, and the other, even though it's, you know, it's fucking wrestling, so you you got to make some concessions to that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, supposedly Foley goes up to him, it's like, yeah, this is what I want to do for a finish. I do this thing with the mandible claw, you know, whatever. And uh, Bill Watts' response was, well, why wouldn't I just bite your goddamn fingers off? <laughs> and And wouldn't allow him to do it. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, fair. fair. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Watts is another one of those guys that, like, he's for me, he's almost like the um, original version of Cornette, where it's like he would say something, where I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely, Bill Watts," and then he'd say something else. I'm like, "You're an idiot." Bill Watts. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. This, um, I, I, I dug this match, but oh man, that that the there's a spot my my note here just says not the stairs, man. The hip toss? Oh my god, yeah. Foley getting hip tossing in them stairs. Mm, it, just... Yeesh. His leg. <laughs> like, we, again, we've talked about it on here, where it's like, I respect your contributions. Nobody asked you to do that. No, Nobody was like, you know what, Mick? They're not gonna go home happy unless you ruin your fucking leg on those <laughs> stairs. Like... Yeah. Um... Yeah, I like this match as well. I like the way that they use China, like the less is more. Yeah. yeah, but for sure, yeah, definitely. She was uh, very much like this is your spot, and then that was that. What was the finish? Um, it's a double countout. Okay. So there's a, a headbutt to a dick spot. There's a good falsy on the pile driver. There's a cactus clothesline. Um, I I actually thought that this match was good, and then my yeah. note here says lame finish. That I said. That's why I asked you what the finish was, because I was like, I don't care too much for this finish on the fucking opener. It, yeah, and it's like, they're, I thought I liked the match. Yeah, me too. I thought they were tearing it up, especially for, you know, the time. Which, uh, one of my notes here, by the way, says, I love that people complain that nobody sells now. If somebody got hip-tossed into the fucking steps now, they'd be off TV for, like, two months. Yeah. Foley keeps brawling. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh... I think it's just, I think it's a double edged sword. I think that there's things that we sell less and sell more than we than they did back That's then. That's fair. Um but yeah, it's a double count out. And they just keep brawling away. Um 
And they keep brawling. Oh, they do. And and we will get to that. Uh, there's a commercial featuring the Hart Foundation in a parade. Mm-hmm. Fuck parades. I hate parades. Especially small parades in the Midwest. It's just cars slowly driving by and inconveniencing every other person <laughs> on Earth. My only note on this entire video segment was, we get it, Brett used to be cool. <laughs> There's a tug of war. There's something about Brett's sunglasses. Just... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So this next match, though, I'm very excited to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Taka Michinoku versus the great Sasuke. Yeah, they always say Sasuke, and I'm like, that's it's not it, the Sasuke special. It, it, it even the uh, it's it's Howard. Uh, Finkel, right, is the ring announcer. Even he says Sasuke. It's infuriating to me. It's like when when Kurt Angle said Asuka. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, it's Sasuke. Jesus. Um, So small bit of backstory for this match. So they're talking about light heavyweight division. No, two of the best stars, the light heavyweight division, right? So basically they're like, oh shit, the cruiserweights are getting over on the other side of things in WCW, we mm-hmm. gotta ape the shit out of that. We're gonna do the light heavyweight division. Sure. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Like, you see something else getting over elsewhere, you're gonna steal it. Right? Yeah. So the original concept of this match was they wanted to sign Sasuke. Mm. Neither of these two guys were actually signed. Really? Correct. So they mm. brought them over here and they were like, okay... We know Sasuke's like a top guy already. In 97, he's a top guy. Uh, in Japan, we're going to sign him and make him like the guy for this light heavyweight division. Yeah. Taka Michinoku was one of Sasuke's boys, like a student of his. So he comes over and they go to do this match and they were like, yeah, we want this match to be for Sasuke. Sasuke, being a great vet and trainer, even at this point, is like, I'm going to make my kid look great. Yeah. So if you watch this match... Taka, they they tear it up. I love this match. Taka looks ten times better mm-hmm. than Sasuke does. They end up signing Taka. Sasuke goes back home to Japan. Wow. Taka Michinoku becomes the first light heavyweight champion. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, give back, people. Anyways, I, I, I love this match. I thought it was wild as shit. I didn't care for it as much as I thought I would. Really? And, and that really... That really, really pains me to say because it spots on spots, I, but I just I hated the way that it was structured. I hated right. it. I hated it so much, and it makes it so hard for me to like any of the insane things that they do. But I do How like about that all kick the in- uh, to Taka's face when he's in the bottom. Oof! Yeah, guys, right if, you the- if you haven't seen this, it's 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 one of those ones where it hits and drives through. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me that Taka was able to function afterwards. Mm Mm-hmm. I literally have a note that says, Taka eats that kick in the corner. Uh Uh-huh. One of my notes just says, kicks, yo. Um, Taka hits his no hands, dive to the outside, just straight up jump to the top rope, plancha. Which is crazy fucking athleticism. So, okay. Okay. One thing I just want to say right now, if you told me what you told me at the beginning of this episode, mm. where apparently this 
crowd is loud enough to shake the camera the whole thing. Like, it's a wild crowd. Sure. And you showed me only this match. I would have called nope. you a fucking moron. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're, they 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 don't bite. Yeah. I think And they, I think that affected my enjoyment of it as well. For sure. Like, I think that the crowd pops for, like, some of it. I remember there's, like, before the one kick in the corner, there's, like, a jumping spin kick thing that also Taka just... <laughs> completely fucking devours. And yeah. They, they pop for that. They pop for the dives. You know, uh, but yeah, but at the same time, you also, they have no reason to be invested. They don't know who the fuck these people are. Mm-hmm. No, Nobody on this side of the hemisphere. or uh, Yeah, Prime Meridian. That's the one that runs mm-hmm. north to south. Yeah. Okay. That, you know what I mean? But, so all they have is the moves. Yeah, uh, I just, okay, so they did this thing both of them, <laughs> that absolutely got my anus tight. I fucking hate, I hate it so much. They would do this thing where they would do the pissiest little shoulder tackle and then hit the ropes. If you're going to oh, yeah. hit someone before you hit sure. the ropes, fucking hit them. Why are you doing this weird... It's not even a shoulder tackle. It's like right. A, uh, like, it's the worst thing ever. And they both did it multiple is times. Is it the one where they bump? Because the one that I hate is the lucha thing, where you run in for the shoulder tackle, and you just kind of, like, touch the guy and pop them up, and they kind of, like, I hop, skip, jump backwards, and then you take off, and it's like, what are you doing? You're just, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? doing? <laughs> you're you're going to push me back a few feet? What are you doing? No, it's not even that. It's... Make it's, lucha it, come out of the shell? Okay. Yeah. It's... <laughs> It's not even, like, impactful in any right, way. Right, right, It's literally as if I were to run up to you and be like, we gotta go to the next spot. Oh, no. There it is. And then and then hit the ropes. We're running drills now. Uh, like, they hit each other at least that hard. Good Mitchie driver in this match, though. Very good one. And it's not the finish, and it no. made me very angry. Tiger suplex. Bridging tiger yeah, suplex. Yeah, Very good. It's a move that you very rarely see anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I also hate when people... Call it a dragon suplex. Do you know? But do you know the difference? Pop quiz, hot shot. It's a full Nelson. Is the is the um, dragon dragon. correct? And then the the the, double underhook. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like butterfly is what I would call it. Like because that's butterfly from behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger. Okay. Way to go. Way to go. I hate when people call it a dragon suplex. I once had this. uh, No, wait. Was it me? No. Me and a friend of mine had this idea one time that if you could string the right. Seven suplexes together in a combo, you could call it the World Series. Mm, okay. Because the Tiger suplex was also called an Australian suplex. Okay. So you could have a German, the Australian, the Dragon suplex being most popular in Japan. Okay. And I was like, that's only three. <laughs> There's a lot to go to. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Foley and Triple H brawl back out. Oh, yeah. And they're, yeah, that they're still brawling. Mm-hmm. I saw there. There's a this is work rate sign. Uh huh. I, I had a note of that as well. That was fun. But other than that, um, I, I just didn't really care for this, and I, oh, I hate it. I hate the fact that I I I don't like it as much as because as soon as I saw who because I didn't look at the card at all. Right. No. As soon as I saw people come out, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be See, fantastic. Weirdly, I had actually somehow seen this match. Before I'd ever seen the pay-per-view. I didn't know it was from this show. Ah. So that's how I know all that backstory on the match. Where I was like, oh shit, this is what got Taka his job. Yeah, you know, okay. I, I don't know how or why, but yeah. Fair um, enough. Everyone's wearing cowboy hats. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a stampede partner in Canada. Uh, <laughs> eh? It was 
kind of weird. Okay, so coming up next, we've got um, Vader versus Taker with uh, mm-hmm. Paul Bearer with Vader here, which is kind of odd, I think, to see Paul Bearer with somebody who's not Taker or Kane. I know he yeah. managed Vader here and he managed Mankind as well. Yeah. But just an odd fit. Um, one of my notes here. Hey, guys, I wrestled Vader. <laughs> Brushing the dirt off my shoulder. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to let that be. <laughs> um, it's also kind of crazy to think that this is the third match on this card. Yeah. Is your is your championship match. Taker. So over, though. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. I have a note here that says, fuck yeah, Taker. My note says, Taker's God. Uh, this is a good Haas fight. I, I liked I liked this match a bit. It's not great. I think Vader bumps too much. One of my notes here says Vader is bumping a lot. This is where you first see the crowd shaking the camera, by the way. Mm, okay. You look uh, upset. It's just because, uh, I don't know, um, I had the... I, I had, I had the inkling that this was something. Uh, so, I have a note here. I'm going to start this by saying... I don't know... I, I don't know if this is a one-off. This is the first ever Vader match I've ever seen. Really? Okay. Not a good one to start. <laughs> it's not his best, no, for sure. I have a note here that says, What the fuck are Vader's punches besides unconvincing? And his I actual punches or those... Oh, he only throws the punches in this, I bet. Vader's best strikes are those, like, clubbing forearms to the side, because he's yeah. actually swatting motherfuckers mm-hmm. on those. But also, I don't think he would dare tag Taker on anything. It's but just, no, his punches were never great. Just, um, I love The Undertaker in this match. He's I, awesome! And it's he's the only huge part, and fast! It's the only part of this match that I liked. And I hate saying that, because I've heard nothing but good things from Vader. And if this is how Vader was always... Yeesh. I I will say this. Vader was not like this always. I think that Vader was like this here because Taker's as big or bigger, you know, however you want to view it, and athletic as shit. Vader was a really athletic for somebody as big. Like, Vader yeah. can do the moonsault. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's insane for some. To me, Vader's best shit was actually in Japan, and I'm not trying to just be, like, that guy. Mm-hmm. Or anything, but, like, he had really good matches in WCW with, like, Flair, and, oh, man, we get done with this shit, we may have to watch Vader versus Foley from WCW, because it's, it's stiff, like, it, it's, um... Uncomfortable? Honestly, yeah. Like, Yeesh. like, Foley supposedly was like, I want to produce swelling in my face. And Vader absolutely just... Why just beats the fucking Fully. piss out of him. No one asked no, you. No, nobody asked to you to do, do this. Um, um uh, Vader's best stuff I think in America was either in WCW with like Flair or or whatnot or in the Fed it was with Shawn Michaels. Mm, okay. He he was great as the um monster heel. I think he when you get him here where it's like oh shit, Taker's you know 300 plus pounds and like 6'10 or whatever. It's like uh uh so, but he's so, moving a lot for a big guy. That's why I didn't want to say anything definitive. Uh, I'm just throwing mm. it up all too bad first impression. Um, Fair enough. They both hit low blows blatantly. Yeah. 90s wrestling. Yep. Love it. And that's sarcasm. Huge choke slam. 
the one off the buckles mm-hmm. specifically. Um, Taker getting Vader up for that tombstone. Dude, though. it's the most incredible <laughs> feat of strength that I've ever seen, and I've watched professional strongman on YouTube. Like, it is. That's that's some. Uh, <laughs> Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. He can't like, even clasp he can, his hands. That's the thing that I think is the most insane about he, it. Like, yeesh. The, the closest that I will ever come to that is given the Styles Clash to Larry D. Yeah. But my thing was, if I could lock my hands, I knew I could get him up for it. Yeah. As soon as I get him up, then the rest of the, you know, after that, it's 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 all downhill from there, right? Yeah. I, Taker not being able to, and, and not even, like, by a short, like, there there's... Inches, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that, that, that's also, and you know what? For that matter, props to uh, Vader for, for trusting being, for, him, yeah. yeah, for being willing to. Where it's like, yeah, just grab a hold of my fat, and try not to <laughs> try not to murder me, because <laughs> like, if that goes bad, he's just gonna crash like the end of the movie Tremors. Uh, In closing. There's this one... Okay, so Undertaker in this match is just fucking incredible. There's the one part where he's on his knees and he's just Uh lighting him up with strikes and ends it with that uppercut and the crowd is unglued and I fucking stood up and I'm watching at my computer. I'm like, yes! And then Vader did something and I was like... "Mm." Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um... I just feel like Vader at this point was not even phoned in. It was set one letter at a time in Morse code on a telegraph. Like, it's like... (laughs) You're not... You're not wrong, and also it's a thing, too, where it's like, again, going back to that whole, like, his best stuff was in Japan, it's because, like, he liked to be physical, he liked to be stiff, and then when you come over here stateside, and the schedule is different, and you get reprimanded for that shit, you know what I mean? Like, the whole backstage thing, supposedly, with him and Sean, was that Sean bitched and moaned about Vader roughing him up, and it's a thing where it's like, okay, well, yeah, you're in Japan, your schedule's different. Yeah, you know, you have more time off in between shows, so you you can be a little bit more physical because you have time to rest, to heal, yeah. to recuperate. These guys over here, especially in the '90s, they're working five nights a week. Yeah, I don't want to work five nights a week with somebody who's beating the ever living shit out of me and is so big that even if I tag him back, he he probably doesn't even fucking know. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like I uh, uh, remind me, I'll show it to you. There's a video of Ken Shamrock getting stiff with Vader. And Vader, like, busts his fucking eardrum with a forearm. It's it's one of the most violent things I've seen. And it's it's a legit, like, and turns Shamrock, like, 180. Drops him. Not a punch. It, like, a not even a, a, a forearm like what you're thinking. Like, a just, I'm Jesus. clubbing you like a, a bear. I, I just don't think he fit in in American wrestling. Like, yeah. Ultimately, great matches in Japan. Uh, the one with uh, Stan Hansen, where uh, Stan <laughs> beat Vader's eye out of his head. I, is... I, I've not seen that match, and I'm okay with that. It, it, it's probably not as insane gruesome as what you're imagining. But I will say this: knowing what it is that you're looking at, it's one of the more gnarly things I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm and also it. the it's only like two minutes into the match, and and Vader just takes his mask off, shoves his eye back into his head, and they go for like another like sixteen, eighteen minutes. Which, I, I, look, I, I'm gonna steal a line from uh, Pierre Abernathy here. Wrestling ain't that important to me. 
my eye comes out of my head. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I don't care. Yeah. You can tell people for the rest of your life you knocked the eye out of my head. That's cool. I'm going to be like, hey, man, I can still see because I went to the fucking hospital. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's exactly it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I knew that was going to happen, and I, I don't like to disappoint you, Tom. No, no, you're fine. Um, man, we're already at the end of the show, though. Under two hours, this pay-per-view. Insane. Which, I, I know that you said something similar to me, but I felt the same way when I pulled it up. I was like, hour 52? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We have a good trio performance of O Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a very nice harmony. Uh, Canadian in there. country band. I had to look them up. They do uh, They do some nice harmonies. Farmer's Daughter. Um, That's who they're called. Okay. They do some nice unison sections, and they split into something. I could have done with some more uh, dissonance in the in the chords, but that's just me. And, I, I, and also bass, but that would have negated it being a treble performance. Um, also, I just have to ask, do you cheer before the end of a song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what song do I cheer before the end of? I cheer before the end of Friends in Low Places, the Happy Birthday song, and... Area codes. Mm. You took this in a much different direction than I was <laughs> that I was planning. When when I know that I'm going to hear the phrase "I got hose" in different area codes for the last time, I stand and applaud. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna answer the question area as if codes. I area codes hose what. Neither do I. I don't cheer before the end of a song either because it's <laughs> fucking rude, dude. The crowd cheers over the end of the song and it's probably a really good chord. God damn it. It's the only time Canadians have ever been rude. There's no interruption. How crazy is it to see the Canadian National Anthem in a WWE ring and nobody interrupts it? I didn't even notice. <laughs> I'm used to the Lance Storm bit where yeah. it's the all rise. Oh, and yeah, then... yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so, quick note here. Okay, so, the the main event of the show is a five-on-five tag match. So, it's the Hart Foundation consisting of, you're going to have to help me with this because you watch it more recently than me, but it's Brett, Owen, Pillman, uh, British Bulldog, and Nightheart, right? Correct. Okay, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm batting a thousand right now. Let's see if I can get the rest of this. Against the team of Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Road Warriors... Gold Dust and God damn it, I'm gonna get it. I wanna say Ahmed Johnson, but that can't possibly be right. No. No. Who the f I don't know. <laughs> really? I, I don't remember. Ken Shamrock. Shamrock, son of a bitch. Now I remember <laughs> there were those fine ass bitches with their we love Ken Shamrock tank tops on. Wow. Fuck! Okay, I remembered that. Um I have a note here that says Brett is a god. Because it, as he comes out, point. I literally, I can't hear the music over yeah. the crowd. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I, yeah, I mean, other than that, I hate the way Brett's singlet is cut. <laughs> I just. Always. Uh, one of my notes here is about the Hart family. It just says, Stu was born old and during war. He cannot physically smile. There's points <laughs> where he is on TV and they're like, it's Stu Hart and. What's her name? Martha Hart, the 
that's probably not her name. Uh, <laughs> Helen, Helen. Martha Hart was the host of You're like... letting her... No, no, Martha, Martha Hart was the host of uh, some bullshit TV show back then. Stu and Helen. And he's like trying to look proud of, you know, hey, your your son is on top. Like you're drawing this huge crowd and everything. He His face is being pulled towards the underworld <laughs> as he tries to smile. And I know it's not a visual medium. I'm going to try to do it for you right now. Just He's like... <laughs> It's like there's some sort of static shock happening on one side of his face. Uh, Why is it the bad? Is it bad that the first thing I thought of when you said Martha Hart was uh, Batman versus Superman? No, no. (laughs) Also, fuck that movie. You're letting him kill Martha. Martha? You say Martha? Why did you say that name? Why is her name Martha? (laughs) Why did her mom say? (laughs) Make Martha come out of the shower. Make Martha eat gazpacho. Batman fed me gazpacho. Guys, Batman versus Superman, it's an undeniably bad movie. Why are you say why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. I knew that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What like god damn it. Uh, oh my I, I saw that shit in theaters. <laughs> I did too. Dude, like I like Meg fell asleep during that movie twice. <laughs> And I was like, on the second time, I was like, maybe we should just go home. I've walked out of one movie in my life, and that was when I'm like, I don't want to fucking be here. <laughs> I don't even want to be here. I shouldn't even be here right now. Oh, fuck. Uh, but, um, this match, though. Um, yeah. This, this It was fun. Um, there was stuff in this match I absolutely hated. Like, there's so many times where it's, okay, we got to reset and we don't know what to do. So we're going to do the test of strength and somebody's going to cheap shot somebody. Yeah. And it's a thing where, like, one of my notes is just says so many knuckle locks. Uh, fuck Bruce Hart. Uh, the Doomsday Device. It's terrifying. Like, there's a lot going on, but it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Yeah, I can see that. And it, to me, that's the the part of wrestling from this era that I hate, where it's, you know... Fill time and get to the fill finish. Fill time, yeah. We're going to call it on the fly, but we're not going to actually consider what we're doing at that moment. Yeah. We're just going to be like... Here's something we can do. Here's something we can do. Here's something we can do. You know, and I I hate that. That that's the part from this mm-hmm. era that doesn't hold up. Yeah, I can see that. Over as fuck though. And, oh yeah, and, and the pace, like yeah, this, th- it's wild. It keeps going. And even when they do slow down to like do those soft restarts, they get right back into it. Oh yeah, it keeps going and going. So and going. I have a note here. I think it's quite important. Okay. Um, Stone Cold. Right, this is after they did the double turn, because they play it in the yes. in the uh, the video package. They, they, they have, have done just... the double turn. So Stone Cold is baby face, yay! They're in Canada. Brett is God. That makes Stone Cold the, the heel, correct? And he fucking wrestles like it, correct? The definition of wrestling for your crowd, absolutely. Like that's like if you, I have a note here, just this whole tangent that I wanted to go on. If you come to Zawa to do moves, mm-hmm. whoop de doo. The Zawa crowd comes for characters and storylines and things that matter. Correct. correct? So, don't, like, find out what you do. <laughs> find out what you do for this crowd. Like You had all summer. Uh, wrestle for the crowd and for the your position on the card. Correct. Wrestle and for they, the show, not this just is, the match. Correct. This is the definition of that, and I thought that was awesome. Uh, it's funny that you bring it up, because I didn't have a note about that, but I was just talking about it yesterday, because yesterday was 316 day. Oh, hell yeah. 
And oh hell yeah! Uh, I was asking the question of like, what is Austin's best match? Because mm. we always talk about like these iconic moments that he had, but yeah, you seldom think about his best matches. And so then we got on the discussion of like his bit. Uh, it was Stumpy actually it was like his best match ever, or just as Stone Cold. So he he thinks that his best is his best match is against Ricky Steamboat when he was still stunning Steve Austin. I was like, interesting. Mm. I want I would like to watch that. You know. Um, but the thing that I pointed out was going to your thing of, you know, you wrestle for the crowd and you give them what they want and everything. Austin is so good at being a punch kick brawler guy that he made the entire world forget that he's like a top tier professional in the ring wrestler. Like yeah. the, the first two thirds of his career, he was an in ring he was the ringmaster. That was legit. Yeah, like, yeah. That was the name. That was the gimmick and everything. Like, and he got so good at being like, oh, wait, if I do this, this is what's over. This is what sells t-shirts, tickets. This is what makes me money. That legit, like, you, you talk about the top ten technicians in wrestling history. Nobody will bring up Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Had he kept doing what he had been doing, we'd all be bringing up Steve Austin in that discussion. Yeah. But he definitely wouldn't have been the success that he was. Yeah. It, it's brilliant on his part. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just absolutely brilliant. Um, Can't argue. I kind of like that, like, Austin gets taken out of this match, and Owen gets taken out of this match, and then one comes back, and the other comes back. Um, I don't know. I thought it was neat. Um, <laughs> so, I have a note here that says, what is Shamrock fucking doing? <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> Especially at this point, he doesn't know. Like, oh my god. He has this, like, he has him, like, twice, like, rather close together in the match. Mm -hmm. He has the dude down, and he's holding his legs, and he's like, you know, like, ready to punch. Mm -hmm. And then he doesn't do anything. That's it. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? He was so green as shit at this point. I know. (laughs) They couldn't, out of all... All the people that they owned <laughs> in their <laughs> roster, they couldn't think of one person who was a little bit more experienced to be in this spot. I don't know. Shamrock was over as fuck. I've had this discussion with people. Yeah. Like, I, it's kind of surprising to me that he was never world champ. But I think it's only because of the era he was in and how, mm-hmm. yeah, man, he was like over as fuck and he had a character and he, goddamn, he looked like a million dollars, right? So did a whole lot of other people. At that point, especially, yeah, like there, there, you could, you and me could sit here right now and name, I bet six to eight people, from that era, that were, world title worthy before you get to Ken Shamrock, and yeah. so most of them being world champions at some, you know, mm-hmm. Austin, Rock, Triple H, Taker, Kane, Mankind. There's six, <laughs> and that was ten seconds. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. But that's to me. That's the fun part about the Attitude Era, is that everybody was so over. Like that's you, true. You know, like you can't do that now. You're always going to have that one guy that's like, oh yeah, and then that guy's on the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't remember what the finish was. I just have a note here that says neat finish. Uh, roll up on Steve Austin. Wait, who who pinned him? Owen. Uh, yes, I believe Owen, so. Owen up on Steve. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's good. Uh, I, I, 
then there's a gigantic celebration afterwards. There's oh, a yeah. And, and a celebration. And, yeah. Stone Cold flipping people off while his hands are behind his back mm-hmm. in the handcuffs is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Brett Rules sign. Brett spelled with two T's. Bet you feel like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Guy who made that sign 24 years ago. I guarantee you he listens to this podcast and right now he's like, oh no. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. What's that a boot? <laughs> you stupid mother canucker. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm sorry for calling sorry. you out like that. I'm you know sorry. What? Yeah. If, but if I'm really not, though. If I had something to say to you, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> wow, I don't know. Bring man. me Tim Horton's coffee, you 2T spelling son of a bitch. Uh, Tim Horton's, by the way, delicious. Mm, okay. Donuts are good, their food is good, and their coffee is just oomph. Fucking good. I'm a big coffee guy. See, that's surprising me. Really? I, yeah, I, I could picture you drinking coffee. Well, thank you. You gotta it have the right s- coffee. Makes me seem like I'm an adult. Yeah. Which I ain't. Uh, I remember people telling me that drinking coffee would stunt your growth. Yeah, I've I heard s- that a hundred thousand times. I started drinking coffee when I was like 14. I am 6'3 and like 225 pounds. If I had stopped drinking, if I had never drank coffee, I would be 12 feet tall. <laughs> I would weigh 2,000 pounds. <laughs> with four hearts <laughs> whoa <laughs> seven rows of teeth <laughs> uh i i thought this was a fun show i like maybe it's just because like my perspective on it's different and it was a thing where it's like hey man it's less than two hours it's attitude era there is trash there's some good but yeah i don't know i i i would give this a thumbs up to me it's thumbs in the middle Okay. Because there's four matches, and two of them I did not care for. So I'm, I'm looking at it right in the middle. So you said you didn't care for Sasuke and Taka. What was the other one? Uh, uh, the Vader and Taker one. Okay, so you, so you, you're... I like on... Taker in it, but it's sure. just... Sure, but you're up on, on Foley and Trips and then the main yeah. event? Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair. I'm, I'm, I am puzzled, I'm not puzzled. I'm kind of surprised that you take the opener over Vader Taker, but I understand why, yeah. if that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to... As far as this show, no. Um, <laughs> nope. Just smash cut to the theme right now. <laughs> um, as far as this show goes, uh, I've summed it all up. Yeah. I, for me... Like, one of the problems I feel like with Attitude Era Wrestling, if you weren't, like, there for it as it was happening, is it doesn't hold up. And I I can openly admit that. A lot of it does not. For me, if I was to be like, hey, here's a good example of Attitude Era Wrestling, I would probably recommend this one just to be like, it's short. Yeah. It, It has a lot of the pros of Attitude Era Wrestling with, in my mind, not that much of the cons. Like, there's not a... There, there's no like needless misogyny on this show, That's or fair. Um, blood, or you know what I mean. Like a lot of the shit that we we troll the Attitude Era and rightfully so for, I don't think is on this card. But that's fair. Anyways, um, I'm uh, I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be a little bit more heated with my. I'm more confused things. on what you did and didn't like than the amount of things you did and didn't like. 
if that makes sense. I don't know. I'm doing this weird. I'm, I'm <laughs> the, doing the this pointers? weird switch. Yes, were pointers. the pointers from? I'm, uh, I'm pointing my fingers at him. You are know, you the, Tim I'm Robinson? The Brothers. Yep. Okay. Okay. Like I, in my mind, I thought you were going to enjoy uh, Taka and Sasuke, and then take her Vader and hate everything else. Dude, I wanted so much to to like Taka and Sasuke. I right. wanted. I wanted to. I just, just I hated, not there for I hated you. the structuring. Yeah. There really um, isn't any. Exactly. I mean, that, to me, but that's the thing, too, where it's like, even if you go back and watch Cruiserweight matches from that era, there there wasn't any structure. That that stuff was literally just there to be fireworks. It was there to be a car crash, and that was it, because, like, it's a weird thing to think of. So, like, that style of wrestling is just what wrestling is now. Yeah. And back then, it was different. Innovative, know? I'll say, yeah. But I don't they know. They didn't have it figured out yet, for sure. Yeah. Because it was just, look at these things that we can do. Don't question why we're doing them. Look at these things that we can do. Yeah. And now it's, look at these things that we can do, plus we have to make you say why. Yeah. All right, well, I'll take that. Um, got anything we want to plug? Of course, we want to plug the WowEd podcast, at WowEd podcast on Twitter. Correct. Um, always want to plug Zawa and yeah. uh, Zawa Live on all forms of social media. Um, and a fight underground. Yeah, coming up soon-ish. Correct. Um, probably give a little shout out to Flophouse because I'm on their show Mania Weekend. We yeah, we should do a full episode, just a bonus episode about our experiences in Tampa. Hundred ten percent on board. I just I, I thought want, of that I want to right start now. doing like more bonus episodes that don't fit the format. I think we should do that too. Like I want to do one where I just absolutely grill and investigate and interrogate you about like your history in wrestling. I was just listening to our fall brawl episode on, on my way over to your to our to your house, not our you do, house. You're not here yet. Okay. <laughs> Permanently. So <laughs> I was just listening to that episode and at the end of it you said something about like the various bonus episodes you wanted to do. Which made me think we should start fucking doing those. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we should start yeah. doing those and stop putting it off. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. Tampa. You know what? Let, let's commit to. Let us commit to three bonus episodes right now that do not fit the format. Okay. And this may not be they, they these may not come out in this order, but here these are the three I would like to commit to. Number one. Whoosh, okay. <laughs> Tales from Tampa. All right. Number two. Whoosh, I interview you about how you got started in wrestling, your history in it, this, that, and the other. Uh, that scares me, but I'm okay with it. The inverse of that, number three. Okay. That's you interviewing me. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, okay, I got gotcha. you. Clarify. Yeah, but then I was. I like, really thought you would show I, up no. for number three and be like, "I got to interview myself now." <laughs> I was just uh, thinking to myself, "What the fuck questions am I going to ask?" <laughs> Fortunately, you have time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, and number four, whoosh, we're we're done now. Tom has turned into the grudge. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure how long I could hold that. <laughs> grudge, not that um, good. Really? Nah, really not. DVD cover scared the shit out of me. Uh, Salt in theaters, it's fun, but it's just not that good. The original Japanese version is called Juan. Hmm. I started it. I don't remember if I finished it, but it was definitely better. Um, okay. Yeah, that's what we got for this one. 
Yeah. What what time are we at? Minute. <laughs> hour. A minute. Hour eleven and a half. Well, that actually really surprises me. That's do you about want me it. to hit the stop? No. You actually have it on the thing, so all you have to do this time is hit the actual the button. What? No, really? you don't have it on that. Damn no, it. I have it's, it. It's still on record. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay, so are we ready to call this one? Yeah, we're ready. (laughs) All right, so it's time to end this episode where I move my painstakingly you were there painstakingly move my cursor all the way over to the square. Up, 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 then you're there. Do it. What are we even?